Hello, Drycast streamers. If you're watching this in the future, please stop. Go to the link in the description that probably says something like edited episode here and listen to the edited episode. Boom, bam, bang. I kind of expected more people to be here, to be honest. Well, I'm here. That's all we need. Love is all you need. Love it. Love and uh, a uh, half a million dollar fleet of Mercedes-Benz 600 grocers is all you need. Love is all you need. I'm John Lennon. I need a big Mercedes. I'm John Lennon. I'm gay. The stream might suck a bit because I've got some net usage. What's going on? There are folk watching Orange is the New Black in my house at this very moment. See, you could be uh, I'm John with them watching that, I need a big enjoying mis- the cynical prison humor. There's nothing to enjoy. Yeah, it's it is boring as it is one of the most boring television shows I've ever seen. But it's, I know that my television preference is not fun. American Pickers. Let's let's watch the American Pickers marathon next week. I don't know if there's a marathon with it. All right, I am just about ready to begin. Sorry, I know I'm late, but I had some CPU issues with my computer, and by that I mean I took the CPU fan off. It's the first computer hardware thing I think I've ever done. And um, to clean it, and I could not get it to go back on right. <laughs> so I started on my computer, and the fan immediately went into max panic, cool, cool down it's a, mode. It's supposed to be good, though. That's what my mom's computer does, and I just don't know how to fix it. Go fast. It just sounds like a fucking vacuum cleaner, so I was like, all right, let's do this job. Well, I mean that, like, I put the fan on wrong, so... It was not effective in the heat removal. That's that's what happened. Like put on backwards? No, I just didn't get the pins in far enough. Oh. I think I don't know. I dude, I this is I don't do work on computers because I'm too. I've got I don't have the patience t- to deal with sensitive electronics. I just hammered things. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I I'm kind of wary of like taking my computer to do that kind of stuff into someone because they just upsell you. Oh uh, yeah, we found some. Uh, coolant leaking in the bottom of your the podcast menace konnichiwa this is bmw chan from nihon look at how much shit is in the show notes we've got quite a bit to talk about i know like and the reason why half of it's from uh one Canadian news service is because Liam sent me a bunch of links. Fair enough. Wow, this is really some exciting headlines here. Should you fuck Tiger Woods? Yeah, <laughs> and then you th- you think that that's, like, a headline that I wrote, right? But no, that is the headline of the piece. Oh my god. Quick audio test, hang on a second. He looks so fucking old in this picture. Yeah, I know. Isn't it disturbing? I hate it. Ah! Uh, um, let's see. She's a grand old flag. She's a high-flying flag. That was a patriotic audio test. Ah! Um, let's see. She's a grand old flag. She's a high-flying flag. Brilliant. Brilliant. We're all good. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and start without everybody i kind of assumed that people would show up but it seems that this recording time that i uh went to by request is even less ideal who are we missing um james oh and i guess that's it i don't know <laughs> i don't, I kind of assume that more people will come i think that our usual crowd are getting tired of being talked at which makes sense we should uh we should try to get um um on the show I, uh is that a person brent I don't know if she'd accept or not. 
That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm curious about. Ask her. Okay. I've been trying to get her boyfriend, Chris Gendo, on here for a while, because he's really cool. Also. I have no idea who these people are. Oh. Chris Gendo's, like, the bot lord. <laughs> he, he he owns, like, like half the popular bots. Did he make the Shiba bot? No. He made a bunch of the made bots. Um, he had he owns Dark Nine. Uh, the fuck is this? Just out of touch, rather. I don't know. Follow Chris Gendo on Twitter. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm fuck. gonna start recording. Fuck. 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 All right, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna do my thing. Live from Studio Eat, it's episode 31 of Drycast. Good morning. Happy uh, July thing. July 4th. This is for July 4th, 2015. Yeah. I've, Woo, you're going to find lots of patriotism here tonight, uh, warning you that this is an explicit podcast, and we say stuff that's not always friendly, not always pleasant. So if you're uh, looking for a pleasant podcast, please go listen to Scott Johnson, the tired old bag that spends his entire life in front of a microphone. So uh, we've got a really packed episode for you tonight. In fact, I think these this this show notes here um, is the most packed it's ever been. We've got lots of news Got lots of automotive news. We've got lots of fucking Tiger Woods news. That's cool. Got lots of 3D printing coffee Reddit news. Um, so if you're one of those 3D printer Reddit, um, uh, you know, folk, then you're gonna really dig this episode. <clears throat> so, uh, but in the studio right now, I have uh, God damn it, that fucking car. I <laughs> I have BMW <laughs> and Colin P. I kind of want to include a picture of that car in the show. Notes. Oh, please do. <laughs> what are the stickers and why does it have a fucking keyboard? I found this on the car thing page and I've been laughing at it like ever since. It's, it's beautiful. It, it re- oh my god, I didn't look at the interior before. <laughs> oh my Christ fucking... almighty. <laughs> god in heaven. It's got like an Apple keyboard just like taped to the dashboard. Cyber. <laughs> You know, I actually really want this car now. I don't know how much he's charging for it, though. It's also in South Carolina. Yeah, I, I well, I'm, I mean, when I say I want this car, I say that in a in a very loose sense. Um, if I was a collector of shitty, hilarious cars, I would buy this right now. Oh my god, look at the, um, the foot, you know, the, what are they called? I'm dumb. The fucking Superman... Like the, the traction the pad on the bottom? The glove box cover? No, no. Dude, look at that fucking cherry spoiler. <laughs> this thing looks like it would be an absolute nightmare to drive. Like, you're inside, it looks like a nightmare. All the external modifications looks like it would make it a nightmare. But it, I think it's kind of cool, because it's just, it doesn't look real. It looks like, a, it, it looks like someone had way too much money. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I remember the word. Uh, you the, know, the, the thick formats. Lamborghini wheels are a nice touch. They are, I agree. I was just thinking that. Uh, okay, oh. so let's do Petty Chatter. Let's get that out of the way. Who wants to go first? Eight. Eight. Okay, uh, I'm I'm eating Japanese food, so I'm in Japan right now. I went to Chicago and Nihu. played video games. And I brought back a crate full of records. And I got a parking ticket. Yup. Where'd you get it at? Like, you were just taking pictures? USA. Um... Well, what happened was I was in Chicago, and you have to, uh, like, pay a machine, and on one side it has how long you're allowed to stay there, and then the other side is just where to pay your toll, and I've been doing this all day, so I got tired of it, and I guess I accidentally put the other side up, so they gave me a ticket, 
and I still had an hour left in that spot, so I'll just... Is that not, like, the most German thing ever? Like, it must be the right orientation. I know, and, like, there were specific places, like, you could get fined if you put it in the middle of your dash, or, like, if you put it somewhere else. Like, it has to be in one place. Now, what if I put it uh, on top of the improvised explosive device in my car? Then you'd probably have the... Yeah. Well, that would... That would, uh, that would sort of working issues, I would think. You might not have a car when you get back. Well, yeah, yeah. So next time you're thinking about, uh, going to Chicago and, uh, you need to eat at, uh, Chipotle and order your indie burger, indie burger burrito, and you decide not to park, just put a bomb there. Yeah. That's, uh, really, weaponization is the ultimate solution to most, uh, problems that we face in the modern world. Okay, Colin P, are going to do a petty? I suppose. Um, let me gather myself. Uh, sorry, I'm like, I'm like doing a, I'm like standing on my desk, crouching over my computer right now, hang on. You've got the, uh, podcast perch. No, I'm just a fucking caveman, but, um, uh, I don't know, have I been on the show since I said I was gonna go to the camp? Yes. Actually, I think you've been on the show since you went to the camp. I think you described the experience, I'm pretty sure. Oh, did I? See, I've already forgotten. Um, yeah, I did that. Um, now I'm just working a lot, working a lot and eating Thai food every other day. And the people in the Thai restaurant are, like, tired of me? Tired of my presence? Or something. Uh, like, I went in today, and, like, they're just, like, visibly annoyed. Uh, but I'm giving them money, so... What do you order at the Thai place? Most of the time, I get, like, yellow curry with tofu. That's a good choice. Have you ever had green curry? I haven't tried it there yet. Mostly because, I don't know. It's very spicy. It's, uh... But it's, like, the only curry that's, uh, like... Thai. The other curries were from, like, India. Shit. You've been eating Indian food this entire time, and you didn't even know it. What? That's probably why they're tired of seeing you. It's like, oh, this guy should just go down to India Kitchen. I live in... I live in hell. You think we have... No. There's no Indian... Petition to give hell an India Kitchen. No, I don't actually live in hell, Michigan, but I live where people do not live. It's... There's no, there's like, I don't know, I could complain about that all day. <laughs> For like months. <laughs> Just walk in there, order a pad thai, and then leave. That's what my mom does. <laughs> you guys are still speaking English. Yeah, we're trying at least. Okay, um, this is this is real complicated stuff. We're both real foodies, as you can tell. David can't eat Thai food. I, I tried to tell him. That's so cute and strange. Yeah, we went to a Thai restaurant, and I was like, there's a 1 to 10 meter, and I ordered like a 35. <laughs> he ordered a 2, and he was visibly having problems with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, he was he was, he was was in panic mode. You know, really, when I, whenever I go to, uh, to an Asian restaurant, I'm always taken, I, I, I bring with me the burden of the importance of rice to the history of human uh, of human uh, civilization and which is why I almost always just order rice just plain white rice um, because I really I, I love it I love it as a crop you know it's true you have to force him to eat anything else you're like a adult nine-year-old no I'm just like a nine-year-old <laughs> fair enough actually you know like a, like a nine-year-old who is uh, nearing the end of his life I think nice all right so um, got to get in an auto accident Whoa! So I'm going to do a petty now, I suppose, if you're done, Colin. Yeah, I was just going to 
Yeah. Well, we got lots of we got lots of food petty there. So I, I uh, announced last episode that I was going to be covering the Art of the Car Concourse in Kansas City. I was genuinely excited about that. It was my first, or probably my last opportunity to get out of this place before school for a very long time. I got all ready. The show started at 10. I needed to leave at 8. I got all ready. It was 6 a.m. I had been up for three days. The car was packed, um, and I started to get a little dizzy. And I was like, you know, maybe I should just take a bit of a nap. This would probably be safe, right? Well, I've got the time. I had to charge my camera batteries. Uh, so I laid down, and I set some alarms, and then I woke up at 5 p.m. <laughs> so, yeah, so I missed the show. Uh, and, you know, I printed, but I'm not particularly. Today is July 4th, or rather, it will be in about 35 minutes. So well, it's, here, it's, it's the day. Happy birthday, Hitler. But USA. so USA. So USA. Yeah, I listened to I listened to um Dirty Deeds uh last night. Uh well to be honest, about half of it. Um Dirty Deeds done dirt cheap, I'd like to say that. What do you uh I need a full in depth review? Well, I put it on and I've got, you know, a, a set of really great Bose QC fifteens and um I got it I put it on and uh I think I might have actually bought the single because it's going it's ooh, spoiler, it's going in my um contribution to uh music jam for July fourth. Which, by the way, I will <laughs> I will include <laughs> yeah, I will include uh, a link to the Tumblr post that is the prompt for the submissions to Music Jam. If you don't know what Music Jam is, it's run by our good friend Captain Ersatz. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um but so so I sat down and I and I made it ninety seconds into the song I think uh, and then I realized that I would be do I would rather be doing anything else so I did uh, and <laughs> dirty deeds done dirt cheap I did listen to some folk rock today this is really petty um, and planned on having my truck by tomorrow so that I could well be on one of my Carhartt work shirts down by the river listen to some banjo music play and uh you know just in general enjoy being a part of this beautiful culture for at least one day but unfortunately my truck's not going to be ready in time so that's not going to happen uh i'd like to mention we can do the next best thing we can sit in my german car in foreign clothes and listen to european folk rock and drink imported beer by the American Riverside. No, I think what I'm going to do is i'm going to drive my xjr straight into walmart i think that's what i'm going to do Oh hey, I forgot to say I I saw an XJR today at the um McDonald's. You saw my uh, sister-in-law. Okay, I didn't eat there. I just saw it in the drive-thru and I was like having an out-of-body experience. Yeah. Yeah, that poor thing. That's kind of it's it kind of a shame that uh XJs are now in the hands of people like me <laughs> who I daily it, I don't wash it. I eat food in it, you know. It's it's at one, you know, in one sense it's it's kind of interesting because of the fact that I am dailying something like that, but it's also rather sad. However, I plan on keeping mine probably for a very long time, so I'll probably ruin it completely and then when I have money one day I'll fix it. But okay, so July 4th is today. I'd like to mention something. Fireworks are stupid. Okay? So I I uh lots of people love fireworks. Cool. And every time I've asked someone why they like fireworks, usually the words, the, the, the phrase pretty colors is involved in it somewhere. And honestly, I've witnessed some pretty astounding fireworks displays. In fact, I've witnessed like the, the biggest one uh, in this area of the U.S. I haven't witnessed the big New York one. And any the, the biggest firework display in terms of it, it pales in comparison to the most modest sunrise. Like if you need colors, go get in GIMP, get out the Unicode color wheel, you know, and just start flipping through. Or stay up a little later. Or wait, wait, wait. People go. Th- people do not go to bed before sunset. That's that's wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little out of practice. Uh, you know, step outside, watch the sunset. 
every day. And uh, that happens every day, and it's still pretty good fireworks. They're pointless, they're, they're uh, vulgar, uh, they're a menace, and they're no fun. So, you know, obviously I've made a change in your life. Uh, two more things left my Petty Shatter. I'm sorry, I'm continuing this. Um, first, uh, Tiananmen Square Wave Volume 4 is now out. I take a lot of our intro and extra music from them. So that link will be in the description. It's Future Funk. Actually, I kind of didn't like this one as much as I liked 3. Um, mostly because there's a lot more house influence. Uh, that being said, the house tracks are the ones that I've been linking, so... You know, anyway, um, last thing. So I'm watching French, the show French, and I, I'm not giving away any spoilers because frankly, I've forgotten too much of the plot already to, um, to really spoil anything for you. That's a good, uh, safeguard there. The two main ship, who is the cons- whiz kid, um, Silicon Valley, um, and they, they're romantically involved in the, at this point, they're going to stop a massive vortex, uh, from destroying the universe. And they decide to take the Nissan Leaf to do this. And we're, we're, we're pretty time, uh, time, uh, crunched here, right? Vortex universe. They decide to, to, to take the Nissan Leaf. I don't know whose Leaf it is. Somebody has a Leaf. The FBI has a Nissan Leaf, apparently. And while they're on the interstate, this is a show, mind you, and these are the two main characters of a, of a very popular science fiction show. Um, Peter looks down at the infotainment display and says, are we going to make it? And then Olivia looks into the infotainment display, and then we see a brief shot of the infotainment display in the range, and she's like, yeah, we've still got 40 miles of range. We're fine. Um, thank you, Nissan. Beautiful. Yeah, I, like, honestly, I was, and I know to anyone else, this is probably irrelevant, you just pass over it, but I love product placement in shows, especially with cars, because with cars, Ford was in Dexter. If you, okay, rewatch Dexter, and remember product placement laugh your fucking ass off because it's in like every fucking episode and it's Dexter, right? Sociopaths, they buy Ford. Why don't you go out and buy some Ford? Buy some Ford. Okay. Um, now that's, that is it. E. So, um, or I guess we'll move on to news. Let's see. Oh, Nightcrawler's a good movie. Yes! BMW and I watched Nightcrawler. Okay, I, just, just watch the fucking thing. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal and legit sociopath, uncompromising sociopath. Don't watch American Psycho. Now, seriously, don't watch American Psycho. Watch Nightcrawler. It is much more entertaining as a sociopath movie. Plus, like, the industry that he goes into is just, like, this guy who just doesn't care about anyone in any particular way, who just, like, films people dying. And, like, he even has, like, the nerve to, like, get there before the police and, like change the crime scene just so that he can bet- get a better picture than anyone else. Okay, like, this is an approximate. Dude, we've got five fatals. Yeah. <laughs> like, five fatals, man. Oh, yeah. Five- he was like, bruh. And then he's like, five fatals. It's just like... Uh- oh, yeah, he did say bruh. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... Is it such a surreal... You know, take the character out of it and how uh, entertaining his character is. The industry that they're in, which I'm assuming exists in some approximation of the way it's portrayed here, is completely surreal. It's five people died over there. Right. Shit. And I apologize uh, to the streamers. That's not the dog. What the fuck is that? Okay. That sort of sounded like the um, Sumerian that the ain- uh, that the aliens spoke in that one horror movie that was released recently. So, uh, let's see news uh now because of this or actually because a friend recommended it to me i went on reddit for the second time in my life last night and i tried to find something that would hook me there 
But it seems like, and I could be wrong, I don't really understand the Reddit interface because it's a fucking mess. Uh, it's just not pleasant to look at. Um, it seems like instead of people actually posting Reddit like posts, they just post links to other sites that you have to register for in order to reply to. That literally is what it is. Yeah, they call itself the front page of the internet because the Reddit user doesn't need to look for anything. The Reddit user can just sit there and let everything come to them, and then they can comment on it. And that's why Reddit is a terrible website. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, there's some appeal, I guess, if I wanted, if I had the time, okay, if I had unlimited time on Earth, dude, I would dive right into all those philosophy subreddits, and I would love to learn what these people have to say. I'd love to get a pulse on people in the tech industry. I uh, Well, to be honest, I'd spend most of my time in the AI subreddit. But the reality is... I don't have time to go and talk on an air, you know, like forums are not my thing. That's kind of the reason why Reddit exists. Uh, you know, you could be spending through other websites or you can just go on Reddit to the uh, whatever page and people will just post stuff that they think is relevant to it. See, the now, problem I have with Reddit is that like since everyone can share and everyone can comment, it's like you get the most like idiotic populace. Like, like you get all the terrible people from 4chan and like all those websites they're also going on reddit Woo! i think the biggest issue with reddit is their um their karma system and uh it rewards you for making a good post a palatable post so you know jimbo made a you know he injected some humor into this like post on a gif of Katy perry's boobs or something and so he gets karma, which is like some universal like points. You can look at his profile to see how many he has or how many he has if he's a dumbass. So this creates like this false ego everybody has. And you're like, so any any kind of like, like if it's a very opinionated subject, like on some fucking dumb subreddit, like, I don't know, Counter-Strike subreddit. And someone's like, oh, brings up, I, I know I'm trying, I'm searching hard for an example. I don't like this thing. And they have, like, a valid point, and everybody thinks, again, that the hive mind, like, votes them down. So there's no real discussion happening on Reddit. It's just a big fucking wink. I know a lot of anarchists claim that Reddit is a weapon against groupthink, and that sounds like it is exactly the opposite. Maybe we should just set up a little Reddit government. But anyway, so some people on Reddit are mad because somebody got fired. I know the, the R Science subreddit got deleted, I guess? I don't know. I, people were it's reddit like the first possibly big thing happened to reddit uh in the past few days in in years um so when i look at when i look at on the internet and ask the worst internet questions and it's like oh no it got shut down we're gonna riot on the internet yeah uh, on the worst place on the internet it's you like know, the runescape right this has given me something though because when david Duchovny didn't ask me anything Someone, uh, one of the responses was, David Duchovny, you are one very sexy man. Response was, um, exclamation point, thank you, exclamation point. It was like the cutest <laughs> response that you could possibly, like, okay, thanks. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, people are mad over this Reddit thing. So, ooh, actually, I'm really sorry about calling you, yeah, let's just move on. That's, whew. So, um, this is sort of relevant, which is the only reason I put it on here, to the, this is something about the United States. <laughs> yeah, we're opening embassies in Cuba now. Cool. I'm not going to be going. Uh, actually, isn't Cuba, like, really pretty? Like, aside, aside from all the, you know, the stuff. I'm just, you know, I'm glad that a place like Cuba exists that has the 
gall to aim weapons at the U.S. when it's so close. Um, but can't imagine that opinion is going to be very popular. But yeah, so we're opening embassies in Cuba. Cool, cool. I heard on NPR today there's some like salty old dude news talking about I can't wait to get my you know duty free cigars. <laughs> yeah, you know I I it's it's not a secret that Cuban have been uh, like if you're in, if you have a position of power in the U.S. you can get them. I wouldn't be surprised if Barack Obama has enjoyed one. You know from what I've heard and I you know I work at a gas station and I've talked to customers about Cubans and so they're not the most reliable source. Right. But I've heard from a few people that the hype is that they're overhyped. So I don't know. But anyway, instead of talking about cigars, let's move on to culture. Let me oh. just let me just read. You don't want to think about it? OK, this is a culture podcast. Come on, man. Come on. We got to be. We, OK, this is an incredibly annoying um, interface here. I am now unable to see the web content whatsoever. Brilliant. Uh, let me just read this headline here. The White House wants your doctor to teach you about global warming. Okay, cool. Like, our doctor as in, like, somebody who checks to see if the bump on my leg is a lipoma or not? Yeah, so he's, while he's doing that, he's just like, so, uh, you heard about climate change? <laughs> hey, uh... Getting your teeth pulled and the uh, dentist is telling you all about, um... <laughs> oh my god! Medical professionals to be a mouthpiece for President Obama's global warming agenda. Hey, is that an agenda? I guess so. It's not. (laughs) I mean, yes, it is an agenda. But, hmm, I don't know what the position of this publication is because I don't know anything about it. But, um, you know, just recalling what most things that doctors have said to me in the past, climate change is not a bad uh, um, alternative topic to a lot of that stuff. I'm just, I think it's really funny because I know some of the doctors um yeah that's just gonna be funny like what if part of getting a medical degree is like minoring in climatology (laughs) that'd be worthless yeah and we could just be spending that money to solving the problem yeah because let's not pretend like doctors don't already have to go through a ton of bullshit hoops anyways to get where they want to be yeah i mean i don't know it's kind of like a with with medicine um i think that's you know, i think it's kind of a positive thing that it's such a traditional institution not you don't want your you know your on the spot knowledge you don't want your your um knowledge of science to be tr- to be limited by tradition but the tradition of having a doctor you know rigorously uh educated about a huge variety of topics means that anyone that you call a doctor has knowledge basic at least basic knowledge about most medical things Right. But okay, so uh yeah, that's that's real cool. Obama guac, by the way. People I that, don't want to talk about this, please. I just, yeah, I don't I don't either. This is but the it, worst we're doing it. This is almost as bad as the dress. I just wanted to say Obama guac. Okay. That's the, okay. the word like anyone who uses the word guac, you just you know, one eight bam, there you go. Um did Barack Obama really tweet all in, in lowercase? Yeah. Wow. wow. He doesn't capitalize the first letter in his sentences. Ooh, how modern. I bet you he's the first president ever to do that in any medium. History. The first weird Twitter. Okay. okay. Now here's proving the- that JFK was the first weird Twitter oh user. Oh, God. Dude, <laughs> JF- JFK anime apocalypse. Like. JFK. I'm dead in the telegraph somewhere. JFK <laughs> tweeting, I'm gay, like, three times a day. <laughs> J- you just got a telegram from JFK. It just says, I'm gay, for, like, miles of strips of telegram paper. 
Like, Jesus Christ, the president just send, sent $50,000 worth in telegrams that just say, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, that's now that would be my kind of president. Let's please elect someone that's going to do that. Actually, I want to bring back the telegram in, like industry just to do that. Yeah, dude, I want to bring back telegrams anyway because, uh, you know, I don't know, I, the, the it's ridiculous, like, oh, <laughs> uh, I hope there's an alternate universe out there somewhere where uh, everything else is the same, but the telegram industry is still thriving. So thank you for, uh, for the, infini- for the uh, infinity of the universe. Okay, so let's move on to probably, honestly, the biggest topic that we have here tonight. Should you fuck Tiger Woods? Uh, and I'm going to include this picture. Man, Tiger looks pretty weary. Uh, Tiger Woods, you know, I throughout my entire life, I've heard about Tiger Woods. He's the golfist that's really known outside of golf, you know. Um, he's a golf god. Uh, and apparently uh, there's been some uh, issues with where the golf god has been placing his seed. I don't particularly care. But what I do care about is uh, the headline, Should You Fuck Tiger Woods? Um, okay, scroll down in the article until you reach the uh, where it plays out the scene where you are fuck Woods. We want to read this? No, um, but... I want to be the caddy. <laughs> is this like a real <laughs> news website? No way. No, you can't be- <laughs> Okay, thank you. I have no idea what Deadspin is, but um, <laughs> this was on the... I'm not kidding. This was in my Google News page, and I do have custom settings, keep in mind. I'm pretty sure this was on or in the entertainment <laughs> section and, and, you know, not censored at all, so... Okay, so this is like the sports click hole. Oh, platform. Oh, boy. Ugh. So, ah, uh, this is probably, you know, I, these headlines just really, I'm not sure which one is going to take the pastry, but this one, uh, 3D printing takes latte art to new levels. Uh. <laughs> 3D printed latte art is perhaps the, I, I'm in another place right now, to be honest. Um, okay, so there's a thing called the Ripple Maker. It's a thousand dollars. It's coffee shops. Um, of course, and let me quote, quote this. Of course, latte art purists might have a bone to pick with this mechanized approach to the creative art form. Okay, let, let's see. So, do you, do you honestly think latte art purists ever have sex? Ever? You know, the thing is, they probably do. That's, that's, you know, okay, so there's a coffee shop that just opened up in our town. It's called Shortwave Coffee. And that, by just, I mean, it was like a year ago. Um, and I love absolutely everything about this place. It's in a little alley. Uh, the guy, like, did, he's the architecture, I don't want to say the architecture, the decorate, the decorating in this place is just astounding. This old, dark, cherry, um, bar uh you know he's got like it's just re- it's really cool i can't describe it because but he did like okay he made the pipes the pipe work in the ceiling he he did all that himself so that it would look a certain way like this someone actually cared about creating this place um and the coffee is made the same it's all made by hand in front of you and i love that i love the place the only because <laughs> it, it makes me feel like absolute shit <laughs> like i I wouldn't say that it's you know of course there's a huge variety of things that they do but they they do the kind of coffee art thing I th- I like I like the the whole you know like you get a little heart in your latte that's that's cool you know I guess it's it's one of those distractions in life that distract you from the from the fact that you're uh, living on no principle at all but vanity you know so but I, I'm gonna go there now and I'm gonna sit on my iPhone and donate to stuff on Indiegogo while they're uh, 
making latte art. Yeah, see, that's extremely accurate. Like, when you go in there, no one... Okay, this is one of the reasons why I love it so much, is no one's speaking. Everyone's very, very quiet. And it's like a haven. It's like a haven away from youth. It's a haven from passion. You go in here, and um, you're in a little indie bunker, you know? And uh, you're getting fed your poison juice, your handmade poison juice. Um, and you sit in silence. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I really like it. I really like the place. I just wish that I liked the coffee. Um, I, I need someone to remind me the next time I'm like, you know, we could go to Shortwave, that it just makes me, like, feel awful for, like, an entire day. Okay, so 3D printed coffee shit is done. We can we can deal with that. I just, just put this in the show notes. I didn't have time to read it. Um, but Vegas is now turning to video games. Will Wait, Las Vegas become on. the world's Where largest are you getting arcade? These? these are all from Liam actually not all of them okay but this is all canadian news i want to look i want to look at the world through a canadian eye i was just wondering because it had the dot ca and it didn't look very professional and i looked on the uh sidebar and it was nothing but clickbait oh yeah no it's 75 year old married couple dies in each other's arms you won't believe these top 10 photographs we captured it live and put no no have you guys actually been to like weather.com for real? Like, it's like the biggest clickbait like hive. Dude, I, I subscribe to BuzzFeed Food on Facebook, and every time they actually do show up on my Facebook, I want to die. It really is. It is Why would you even do draining. that? It's very draining. It's draining. You know, it just reminds me to leave Facebook after a while. <laughs> I forget how bad it can be. Like, I, I seriously went into hysterics after I saw the fucking, like, peanut butter and jelly banana hot dog thing. Trust me, it gets worse. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I don't have too much to say about Vegas turning to video games instead of slot machines. Slot uh, machines are boring well, anyway. Okay, okay here's, play a, those? here's a cool concept, and this is coming from someone who does not play arcade games, right? But what, like, in our lifetimes, completely changed. Like, it, it went from, it, no, there's no gambling, and it... All of the gambling franchise is just replaced with arcade gaming. It's like the arcade gaming mecca. How cool would that be? Like, let's gamble. Let's let's put a hundred dollars into the Espigaluda two machine. But like having every- just been to round one, I can definitely say that like that. That should be it. But nothing else about the culture changes. Strippers are still, you know, um, big people crashing Corvettes between the lights, you know, every day. Just Damn, but so there's just, like, Corvettes crashing into a yeah. building, and there's, like, strippers, and you're just playing uh, Beat Mania and, like, Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah, it's, like, raining Corvettes, and, and, and you're playing, <laughs> and you're, uh, it's just, like, it's, They're like, all a... C7s. Yeah, it's just, like, a, you know, like, a... It, it's not even like a thump. It's just like a, a continuous, um, like a rain sound. So yeah, uh, that that's cool. Good future on there. So huh, during the uh, same-sex marriage thing, Facebook and Twitter and nearly everyone except Rolls Royce, as much as I wanted them to, participated in some sort of brand activity. Actually, I, I like that day. I went down and I searched BMW's Twitter for something. And I searched Mercedes-Benz, all their accounts, not all of them. I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to Mercedes-Benz Argentina, but uh, the Mercedes-Benz USA page, and they didn't do anything. And I kind of was hoping that, like, Bentley would do something because it would just be, it, it would be hilarious no matter what they did. <laughs> 
Um, but apparently 26 million Facebook users turn their profile photos to rainbows. I know that every, like nearly all of my friends did. Um, I, I know I, I, some of the people I saw on Facebook that I know for a fact, or I, I have specific memories of homophobic experiences with them have changed, uh, did the, did the profile photo thing. Uh, cool. 26 million. You know, it's even funnier. People are getting like, like. People are surprised that Facebook was able to pull those facts. Like, they used a Facebook service to change their thing, and then they're like, oh my god, Facebook is tracking us. Oh, okay. You're, oh my it's god. 2015. Oh my god, Facebook is tracking us? Wait, you mean Facebook is selling my private information to companies for money? No, not to companies, but what? the Chinese. Ad, ad agencies. Please. Uh, if there are any Chinese interested in my habits, with mon- do, do not go through the middleman. Come straight to me. I will give you everything. <laughs> Seriously, I will fucking live stream me shitting if you give me money, Chinese men. Chinese people like spending hundreds of dollars to know how many times I've tweeted with the phrase dicks. Yeah. Or sucking in dicks. Those two words in conjunction. Yeah, like there's a $200,000 under the table deal to, to uh, get Colin <laughs> P's Twitter user data. We could bring back the... Uh the Shibuya um, gay BDSM clubs that Garo Gary Gay 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 did in the 90s, but as internet, it's it's all cyber now. We're all, cyber we're, hangouts, cyber dicks. Oh my god, I wanted I I want to talk <laughs> about the Brigade, the uh, the techno club in Berlin that has like the club before it is like a, a shit and piss bar. There's oh. a really there's a really funny article talking about it, and it's like the most disgusting thing I've read. Didn't we Sweet. link that like a few episodes ago? I don't know. You might have because I know I know you uh, favorited and retweeted a lot of the photos I took, <laughs> of, like the out of context stuff. Yeah, it's so disgusting. I was at work. I was at work and I saw those, and I was very enthused. That's for sure. Yeah, wow. we need to we need to make another one of those. Wow, bring it back. I, I yeah, I would go to a piss bar. <laughs> let's let's uh. Make cholera like an in joke again. Uh, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, it it never it never stopped being one. Let's get dysentery at the local club, both jamming to some bangers. Yeah, turn up. Just nothing but like hard dance, hard house, and shit. uncontrollable shitting. Yeah. Bow 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 bow. <laughs> Man, I'm dehydrated because I keep shitting and I can't stop. And there's nothing in here but beer. <laughs> it's just like World War II, but with Deep House. Ugh. Okay. Uh. Okay, so culture is over. It's done. We've ended culture <laughs> for the 31st time. Tech is what's next. And let's just say that thanks to Visa and MasterCard, your face is now a credit card. I've been waiting for this day. Are they going to tattoo the CCV in the back of my head like the Matrix? Unfortunately, no. It just uses facial recognition. But... It's not, not really exciting. No, I know. I wish I could get a barcode on my face. I, I really want to buy an MR2, a Toyota MR2, and then have, like, barcodes all over my body. Hey, I can help you out with one of those. Yep, yep. Okay, so, um, yeah, cool. You can now, they, they, I don't think it's, like, a big thing yet, but you can now pay with your face. One more thing on that, though. So, working in, in retail, uh, you know, I deal with a lot of credit cards daily. I deal with, like, you know, 300 tra- uh, credit card transactions a day. And there are all sorts of cool new ways to pay. Yeah, there's that that thing that first came out where you could just like tap your card on. I forgot what it was called. The instant pay thing. Um, and I've never seen it used. <laughs> we just got our second generation of, of Verifone card readers in that they have a new way that you can swipe 
I want to say it's Discover Cards, and it arrived, and it arrived without the without the software ability to function. It just doesn't work. So it seems to me like most of the credit card gimmicks just come, and then no one uses them, except maybe a uh, small group of tech journalists in Manhattan. <laughs> Actually, like, um, I know in Japan you can pay for stuff in vending machines by tapping your card, and they've been able to do that for years, but uh, when I went to the arcade, they actually, you could do that with your uh, EMU's card, and it would store the arcade data, and I was really surprised that they had that, um, but I guess it is a thing. I don't think that facial recognition would necessarily work. It, it's not. I it's kind of like that one bar that was doing RFID chips and putting them like in your arm so that you could pay at a bar. It's just not a smart idea. Yeah, it's just. It's just the the reality is that paying will never be exciting, right? It's it's just, or at least it shouldn't be exciting. Also, like the businesses are not going to be able to accept that. I mean, like when I worked at a pizza joint, it's just like we had like thousands of receipts that you have to go through, and it's just like, how are you going to be able to do all that if you? have so many different complicated ways of scanning your card it's like just scan your fucking card tap it on the machine i don't give a shit don't scan your face yep it's uh yeah no i think it's exciting because it it kind of makes new depth it 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 paves the way to a more exciting way to steal someone's identity perfect you know those like really shitty like images like two years ago of like people with like fake barcodes all over their face like that's that's the future fake barred codes and ridiculously like odd shapes of hair we're like slowly inching towards minority report cyber i want to be cyber okay i'm speaking, going in the cyber coop speaking of cyber uh our good friend the cyber king the cyber god elon musk has just given seven million dollars to a group that uh, sort of think tank that is working on um, combating, or well, okay, here's let's let's use their words to uh, explore the risks of artificial intelligence. Um, this is good. This is good as long as they're all smart people, because I've I've heard some pretty dumb people talk about AI. Um, Isn't it kind of redundant though? Like why why would we need to do that when we've already poured over that? Uh, the the thing is um, with AI, and I've talked about this too much on Drycast, but AI is very different from anything else we've ever done because we're working to a point, and I think it's hard difficult for people to realize this. But the, the phrase that I usually say is that the first intelligent species that we will, we will meet that are not us, so the first other intelligent species that we will make contact with, will be ones of our own creation, right? So um, it's big. It is a big thing. And I think that uh, that world is just starting to how big of a thing it is. And we, you know, of course, there's tons of science fiction and dystopian portrayals of artificial intelligence taking over. And of course, I know some very intelligent people, uh, much more intelligent than me, um, who are very critical of this, uh, of, of AI in general, and believe it to be the end. Um, but it is very big. It's bigger than the atomic bomb. It's a bigger responsibility than the atomic bomb, which would make it the largest risk the, large, the, 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 the largest potential risk of any human endeavor ever. So um, basically, when we're when we're talking about groups like this, uh, and I know these guys have, have actually they've got hardware in front of them. They're not, they're not just thinking. They're not just think tanks. But you know they got numbers. But we're talking about uh, if we create a system that that processes that that 
uh, takes sensory input and processes it and um, is able to create, is able to synthesize its own high-level thought, its own uh, morality, its own, you know, all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of big questions in terms of creating um, another intelligent species. I think the the biggest issue here is us having trouble realizing what the border between uh, actual self-awareness is and um, just a kind of simulated sense of that. Because, I mean, there's there's robots that, you know, adapt to the way we, you know, give input, like, you know, really simple ones like the, uh, you know, the clever bot or whatever that kind of regurgitates things that's fed into it um, when, once you uh, type to it and whatnot. But, um... Like we really don't understand ourselves really as far as self awareness goes and Exactly. Uh, yeah. That line is blurred constantly. It's never I think in the process of us doing this, I personally I think that AI is like the most exciting thing that humanity's ever done. It's I'm very excited for this future. But um that's actually very insightful because I think that in the process of creating AI, we will gain insight into humanity uh, more. We've gained, we'll gain more insight into humanity than, than we've ever gotten. It, it'll be huge. Uh, in fact, I would say that like the the biggest practical use of creating actual AI. When I'm talking about actual AI, I mean not necessarily useful beings, but like thinking beings, not slaves, but but we're creating another species. So um, like one of of the only functions of doing that, and the most important one, I think, is insight into humanity. Because Jesus Christ, I mean, we've still got a a huge majority of the population that's religious. (laughs) I mean... And then we're going to go do this. It, if any, it really shows you how huge the intellectual gap is in humanity and how it's widening. But um, yeah, I'll limit my spewing on AI. Let's talk about something that is in tech that is completely monotonous. Watches. So, Casio uh, created and has created some of the least fashionable watches of all time. And, uh, you know, like the, the, the calculator watch, technically, yeah, that, that was really technically the first smartwatch. Um, but now they've decided to, quote, enter the market. So they're re-entering entering the market that they created. I mean, not really. There's not really too much in terms of uh, design philosophy that's similar between the, the sort of things that going forward with the Apple Watch and what they and what the calculator watches but cool here's a quote the only thing that really matters about this piece uh the most we know is that casio's smartwatch will be a device that's mainly a watch attempting to quote be smart instead of a smart wrist device whose watch functionality takes a backseat to all sorts of other features <sighs> i'm not gonna go into smartwatches again because i've already talked about that too much but smartwatch be really really pointless and that that gap that I was talking about, the intellectual gap, yeah, fucking smartwatches. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, I'm having trouble like pinpointing who the demographic would be for these kind of things. I think that the Apple Watch is the first product that Apple has released in a long time that is not intelligent. Um, because you know, Apple is is always what it's good at is is literally convincing people that they want something, and and they're taking a huge risk with the Apple Watch. Now, I haven't used one, but Essentially, its function is to distill all the information on your smartphone into what's most important. So you see text, you see like texts even from certain people on your watch. Um, but I mean, and you can control the functionality, but I just cannot see the use for it. But, you know, I over a smartphone, 
And that's the thing is it requires a smartphone. So it's just, it's, it's kind of a misunderstanding of what watches are for. Yeah. I was going to say, I think, I feel like everybody that owns or like, uh, you know, is a watch enthusiast completely. There is a level of like dissonance that just is there that they will never. Plus like in the same way that, uh, people bought a lot of iPhones, people aren't going to buy a Casio, uh, smartwatch because, um, like Apple technically, well, they did like start the market, but they're more uh, reliable than Casio. Like I think Casio, I think of like a shitty keyboard and like actually Casio has built some of the most some of the most iconically rugged American uh, watches, especially digital watches. They're actually they have, in terms of um, durability in this sort of market in wearables, they've got way better of a reputation than Apple. But when you're talking about smartwatches durability is i mean nobody's wearing these out uh in the alps because they're you know essentially smartphones um i just this whole smartwatch thing i think that uh like multifunction watches have existed for eternity i mean gps uh watches things that are specifically uh put features that are put in there um because they are uh there's there's some sort of specific function to them in that it's on your wrist so I don't, you know, I've never liked tech watches. So I could be, I could, you know, have a misunderstanding in the market here, but we've talked about this before. I, I don't know. I think actually there's a potential for Casio to release something that may actually have a unique use as, a, as opposed to just being a smartphone accessory. Um, okay. Honestly, more excitement about the Casio smartwatch than the Apple watch on my end. And that's not that's not saying much still. But yeah, sorry. Watch watch times. So the big news in uh, tech and aviation right now is the solar impulse just landed in Hawaii. Big solar airplane. Um, and it's flying pretty far. That's about as much as I know. It's very expensive. It's very high tech. Uh, and it's it's flying. Cool. Right, right, brothers too. Yeah, I guess solar planes are dumb. It's just it's a waste of time. But it, you know, whatever. I uh, think it looks cute. No, I mean, I I think they're they're graceful, but they really have the same sort of function in society that gliders do. And I mean, I guess there's more because they're you know pushing the edge or whatever. But we're so far away from solar technology ever being able to you know like being that efficient that you can actually fly an aircraft. A functional aircraft, an aircraft with a purpose um, on solar power alone. But they say uh, the progression of solar cells, the technology, the, the kilowatt output has um, increased straight upwards line, uh, an unwavering line of progress for like 30 years or something like that. So, okay, cool. So, I don't um, like the next one. Yeah. <laughs> this is unfortunate. Um, yeah. So, Google, Google did an oopsie and i don't really want to say anything about this because there's nothing that i could say like this sort of stuff is gonna happen with this sort of technology um yeah but in terms of like like literal color why okay so google uh one of their photo identifier apps tagged some black people as gorillas (laughs) and uh i mean i don't like the, the problem is that we have two separate issues here we have a piece of technology that is not in culture so it is literally identifying based on pattern and sh- patterns and shapes and it does not know the history of slavery it does not know the derogatory 
language regarding this stuff. So um, why you'd be offended by it? Uh, I really wish that we could all just be like, wow, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, I, you know, like Facebook and stuff like that, they have the photo identifier thing and it gets stuff wrong. I don't think this is surprising. Yeah. I don't know. And yet it seems to be in sort of a, of a big thing. Um, like in uh, China, they have a web thing that like uh censors stuff based on colors so if you look at like certain stuff it just censors it because it thinks it's something else yeah that's a whole those chinese they're so silly again if you want to see me pee just let me know hit me up i think i think this tends to be mostly just because this kind of stuff is new and i mean it's not new in in a broad sense but like it's new that we're touting this and like shouting this at the public you know like google announced this feature and like the other month or whatever so people yeah. only care because it's google yeah it, it's it's, huge. it's easy to demonize them yep so uh still. last thing in text liam's not here to discuss this so i'm not going to spend much time on it but um, but uh, we were talking about the, the Paris Air Show in uh, episode 28, and Bombardier apparently didn't score anything. What a shame. Yep. I think Liam's going to have to come back and talk about that. So. Wait, there was an air show that was performed with these commercial jetliners here? Or uh, however they In Paris. Them? In Paris. And How do you perform maneuvers with such a large aircraft? I will. Sh- that's that's what makes it astounding. To these these this sort of demonstration is not necessarily for the general public, right? It's for contracts, basically. Gotcha. So it's like a technical demonstration, like if yeah. simulated errors and stuff. Yeah, but the uh, the seven eighty seven Boeing posted a, a video of them doing a practice of the routine, uh, the seven eighty seven's routine for the Paris Air Show. When you take a commercial airliner, and they all look, you know, about the same to uh you know to the layman uh i'm i'm really pretty much a layman in terms of commercial aircraft i don't know that much about them um you know 787 really basic shape same as the 737 however when you watch it do the things that it does like they they do a basically a, a basically a vertical takeoff because it's not a, under any load there's it's very little very very little fuel uh and and ju- you know no load very light so they can do some crazy ass maneuvers. The 787 practice video was pretty crazy. I already linked that in episode 28. Uh, yeah. So the real exciting news, and I'm sorry, Colin P, that you'll have to endure this because Car is next, and yeah. there are lots of exciting things in Car. the The first thing. Now this is kind of. I mean, like it's not rumor. It's not really something to put your to put a big foothold in. But TVR is coming back. <gasps> yes. Gasp. Uh, yeah. And the thing, the, the number that I am really, really, really shaky on is that they're they're claiming that they might be able to launch in 2017 with a with a range of quote contemporary new V8 powered models. I cannot imagine what a modern TVR will look like um, because the last time that a new shape was like it's I think it, there's not been a new TVR shape designed in this century. So it'll be interesting to see what they I got. hope it still looks like it get, like like it kind of it half went through a wind tunnel and then like somebody just like hacked at it. It looks like a glitch. Please. Like a, like a lot of TVRs look like something went wrong, but it's amazing i i want one just because it looks like something went wrong and when you learn more about it you know that something is going to go wrong when you buy a tvr 
I just hope that the new TVRs still won't have, like, trash control <laughs> or, like, airbags. Or, uh, airbags. Yeah, like, I, I hope that TVR will continue its complete di- it, it dis- disregarding uh, regulations totally. But I doubt that will happen because they probably are doing this in the interest of selling cars. And to be honest, dude, and I'm not, I can't, I can't see them selling cars because TVR just, they were not selling in the early 2000s. So... Um, but a lot of this talk is that they're going to be they're going to be um, going at their previous market or just beneath it. So it could be exciting if they retain their their ideals of simplicity, which is going to be a lot harder with modern regulations. I don't know if they pull this off. Also, be great. it looks like they um, have a, uh, they hired somebody who worked on the McLaren F1 and the Mercedes SLR to work on the new TVR models. The thing is, I don't I wouldn't describe, and of course, designers you know, have different, they have different roles that they can play, but I wouldn't describe either of those as being, like, particularly exciting when talking about the TVR, because TVR is such, so it's completely exempt from the rest of the market, it's, it's one of those unique things. It's, uh, That's kind of what I was bringing up, though, is that, like, you've got uh, the McLaren F1 and the Mercedes SLR the guy who designed that, and that person is in charge of doing the new TVR models, and if you've looked at the previous tvr models they just look ridiculous i mean they're cars that you can buy for like uh i don't know the equivalent of 30 grand that can just like there's just nothing to them but fast yeah i doubt that because of of what's happened in the past decade um it's not going to be easy to continue that but that guy is that's uh he's an engineer um not a designer so which is good i mean yeah engineer yeah uh okay I'm expecting like a uh, like one of those Koenigsegg engines, like the flex fuel ethanol, and then there's just like a ridiculous charger. It's a V8 each cylinder. Yeah. Cylinder. Oh my. Yeah, I, TBR has never been that extreme in terms of like engineering wise. They were always just really, really light and really minimal, and they they the way they're constructed is unique because you know they smell. Apparently, they smell like a uh, boat factory. Okay, so um, they, there's a hydrogen, hydrogen I-8, an experiment uh, for the hydrogen I- I-8. And if there is an oh. alternative, uh, like, okay, so I make fun of electric cars all the time because they are the past. However, I cannot state enough how much more important hydrogen power is. Hello. So I don't know who you are. Good. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to continue this on the I-8. Give me just a second. So, um, propulsion, there really are no other relevant (laughs) alternative propulsions. And hydrogen I-8, very, very cool. Very cyber. Look at that thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Beautiful. Thanks. Awesome. (laughs) Oh my god, I didn't look at the butt. Holy shit. Holy shit. That is quite a design, I have to say. I like the ring around the uh, badge in the front. That's as much yeah. as I have to say about it. That I really like that. Even disregarding the fucking the hydrogen shit, uh, the design. Man, that is an awful lot of effort for something that's just experimental. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like the three CSL. Yeah, but they didn't like that. Really, was like just a driven concept. I mean, it was never it was never up to production tolerance. They just put a loud ass engine in there I mean, it was basically like their concepts and then their concepts that can move under their own power and that's what that was this thing i, I would buy one yeah it would be horrendous horrendous 
to drive. Okay. But it's a BMW. Like, it's going to be comfortable, even if it is inconvenient. I do, 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 do. You know, if be, I would not be surprised, to, to be honest, if German, if the Germans, like, they just made their, their uh, they put a little extra effort into making their concept cars comfortable for the showroom workers that are going to have to <laughs> It's all leather. Yeah. Like, everything's just, leather. Yeah. You know, uh, no one's ever going to, like, no customers are ever going to drive this car, right? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we still uh, we still had over 500 hours on, uh, spent hand-stitching the leather. It still yeah. has 500 massage options and heated <laughs> and cooled seats. They'll never be used, but they're still there. <laughs> of course they're there. All right. From Malaysia, some incredibly relevant automotive discussion. This man, who is a doctor, uh ironically called the automotive industry to be liberalized okay that's it i um i think i pretty much ironically put that in there oh car and driver is special on the fucking jeep the c1 uh. jeep i the only reason i put this in here is because it's the fourth of july and apparently now the c1 jeep is the most iconic american car burn them all take every jeep to the desert i'm sorry c1 is c1 is not the it's cj the cj5 all right Take them all to the desert and bomb them. Yeah. All of them. You know, I, there's nothing you can really say, because if you want that type of vehicle, um, Land Cruiser. Yep. Uh, even if you want a historic, you can now buy a Land Cruiser as like a collector car or an old, or, uh, an old Range Rover. Um, Buying an old Range Rover is a bad decision, no matter how you should, like, buy that decision. Well, I mean, they did, they carried around the generation of Explorers in the 80s to all, all corners successfully so i mean i like they they did range rover was touched by some of the communism um in the 70s but they're they're still remarkably remarkably reliable i like the design i i like driving them but like i mean you can it's kind of like german cars like once they get to about a hundred thousand miles or so you there's so much work done that you're basically gonna have to buy a whole new car yeah and that's why i said buying an old range rover is a bad idea yeah all right also you could also get an old old toyota instead of a jeep and or, more comfortable and when you pull up in an old uh forerunner it's so much cooler than if you pull up in a damn jeep yeah or you could buy a brand seven series this this is a 7 series listicle. Uh I am absolutely in love with this car. I am so happy that BMW is doing this. Um so the new 7 series 2016. This is we're all talking we're talking about production stuff here, right? And this is fairly breaking news. Fairly breaking as in within like the last month breaking. So, uh the the and I don't know all the uh, trim levels, of course. Actually, here I can give you so that there's going to be a turbocharged inline six in the 740, making seven or 320 horsepower. There's going to be a V8 in the 750. I believe that one's turbocharged too, making 445. And the only one that matters is the 760 with the V12, which is making about 445. There are going to be two diesels. Buying a diesel seven series, diesel five series. Okay, that's okay. Uh, diesel seven series is ooh. Like if you can afford a seven series, unless you're unless you're like a dictator and you and you desperately need to, uh, you know, a seven hundred mile range, don't buy a diesel. I mean, I I guess you know, in a car, it's it, you're never gonna know the the difference really, but don't buy it. Like diesel. cars, huh? Like good morning. cars, huh? Good Hello. morning. Uh, uh, so you like you like cars? Cars are good. I uh, I've been accused of um of sexual relations with cars. Now, it's not true. However, I can uh, direct you to a community of people that, that do... Yes. 
Hey, okay, good. Uh, have sex with cars. Right, uh, I'm, I'm asking you. Have, have you personally formed cunnilingus? Uh, actually, no. Would that be analingus, technically? Because, it, you know, it's, it's more on the rear, the exhaust pipe, you know, like... You know, to be honest, on. while I do feel some pretty unusual and extreme physical effects as a result of cars that I like, it, it honestly has never really entered my mind. It, they're just... I mean, it, no. But now that I enter... Now, now that it entered your mind, you kind of want to do it? Is that kind of how it no, is? No. I, I mean, I wish. I don't know. I guess. Oh, you wish? Oh. Y- yeah, really? I wish I could do, I wish I could be excited, you know, sexually excited by cars. It would make my job a little difficult. I feel, you know, the reputation like, I mean, of, a, of an automotive journalist that I mean, is known to be sexually interested in cars would have, would like, struggle. Have, have, Ever wrote fanfic on the cars and, like, you know, posted it to Tumblr? You know, no. you never done that? Oh. No. No. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I cannot claim myself to be part of that few because I'd be a lot more interesting if I had sex with cars. Uh, but uh, I don't. I need, to, I need to finish up this listicle because this is the most relevant thing in this entire episode. It's extremely important. Oh. So there's also going to be uh, the 740E X-Drive coming to the U.S., with the electric motors and it can trial a whole 23 miles on electric power i'm so sorry bmw i'm so sorry we forced you into this not we i'm so sorry that you've been forced into this ah god i have so much pity for those engineers but luckily no one will buy those except maybe like uh you know public figures who like wow i just dropped two hundred thousand dollars on the car that i'm going to be driven in and then i'm going to go and uh, speak on um, a liberal talk show. Perhaps I should, uh, you know, exempt myself in, in some way. And I guess this that 740E, the, the hybrid 7 series, would be a method Ew. to do that. Yeah. yeah it's just, uh, okay. Uh, but hold on. That, that interior on the back of BMW. Because if you buy a 7 series, you're not driving it. You're in the back. That, that is stunning. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing is I want to buy one to drive. I have this problem with cars that you're supposed to be driven in. And, like, I, I always, I, I want I want to do the driving. Maybe you should wait for the uh, M7. Yeah. Now, if, if BMW does the M7, I mean, I've got I've got to get moving because I've got to get a job. I've got to be a features editor for a magazine so uh, that I can David, cover that. I, I hate to bug you, but uh, is, like, is pedaling to car lovers as clopping is to bronies if you catch my drift pedaling well yeah. now i know that that now clopping is that is that actual intercourse or is that some sort of meta intercourse no you know it's a good old uh, one man hand job you know yeah. Okay. The one man, one man band. Whoop. I've always found hand jobs to be a way, you know, a waste of time. So I, I, I don't know. I really pedaling is a pretty integral part of driving. I couldn't, I couldn't tell yet. Now I would love any anyone out there, seriously now, like anyone out there who does have this interest in cars. I would genuinely be excited to interview you. Um, and uh, and not in a, you know, not only partially in a i would like to profit from the clickbait uh value of this article i i would actually just like to understand these people better because i have a desire to understand all bits of car culture even even are you saying you want to be part of a car (sighs) you know i really i really don't because what a car threesome uh, would be is that you would just be witnessing another human um no 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 that's not no you exterior me interior I think we would swap, and then I would drive away. That's what's <laughs> So, okay. Oh, with, wait, would my cock be in the exhaust pipe still when you're driving? Oh, it wouldn't be relevant. I would still be driving away. So, the 7 uh. Series is constructed using carbon fiber reinforced plastic, which that's an acronym that I haven't seen for a while 
in the industry. Ah, so cool, cool. Of course, it's a modern construction. Is that really such a surprise? This is still a big deal. Okay, 4,000 to 4,300 pounds is not like, oh my God, light, but it's pretty, pretty freaking light for cars in this segment. Um, They're the first ones with their new generation. So like, I remember when this S- this generation S-Class came out and this thing is gonna make it look like a dinosaur. Uh, I'm literally going down the listicle. This will never happen again on DryCast. So... 50-50 weight distribution. <laughs> Only BMW. Only oh. BMW. threesomes. So that means that you'll be able to, you know, the, the one word that I, I really refrain from using, but you'll be able to hoon this car. This uh, Hold on. I thought we were talking about big Cadillacs, not... Not the BMWs. No, we're we're still talking about the seven series because I'm not done. Balls deep into it, no lube. Ew. Yeah, I mean, um, really, yeah. there's not. It's it's not even. Um, I'm not sure that I would use sexual terms to describe that because what that really is uh, is self abuse, and it, and it happens to involve um, a car, so it's, it's not particularly relevant to automotive. Doesn't culture, that just make it funny? Not just make it. I don't know. I you know I I think that at one point in time I would have found it funny, uh, but really I've lost my ability to feel so now it's just fascinating so 50 50 weight distribution for the freaking 7 series that's amazing uh let's see there's one more thing that i w- there's a adaptive driving mode which will literally detect using a variety of sensors what um throttle response like it's actively changing the throttle response changing the suspension settings changing the way that the entire car behaves um based on how you're driving it which the the thing that stands out to me is like it'd be really interesting to be like really confusing in the way you're driving to one minute you know be like just chill and then the next minute you're just you know erratic brake inputs uh rapid acceleration and then deceleration swerving you know it's gonna be great in like 10 years when um this car has like a hundred thousand miles and like people have to fix all that yeah you know, see that that's that is always my thought um when <laughs> yeah when that stuff like even with infotainment systems like uh you know geez my mom's crv it's it's a 2010 and the gps system is already nearly unusable because it's you know it's so outdated but um yeah yeah the the thing and there's no way to prove it now of course but the durability of the, the, that has been engineered into cars made in the past five years has uh, is theoretically so much greater than and, and in a different category than um, the the cars that we are now wearing out that it'll be you know it'll be pretty crazy so it, there's a, there's a very good chance that I don't know it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see how these cars wear but yeah, um, yeah. yeah cause like it really uh, to me like buying a car that has a 30 year old yeah. infotainment system which depended you know uh, on a connection to a, I don't know I, um, they retuned the 8 speed auto no one particularly cares about that but they widened the ratios and it's got the same thing that the Wraith has now uh, which is the GPS um, assisted shifting, so they predict shifting. Yeah, mm. I don't know. It seems Sounds like luscious. It's, it's not that big of a jump, really, in technology. Like it's it's sort of something that I would have just assumed that would have happened a long time ago. But whatever. You know what's really great though, that key fob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just getting to that. So the seven series key fob has a touchscreen. Cool. 
right? Oh. Cool. So you will be able to remotely park the 7 Series with the key fob. Um, two things. One, it can't reverse into a space remotely. Uh, and two, the U.S., United States laws currently, um, this is illegal in the U.S. because the regulations dictate that the brake pedal has to be physically depressed to shift a car out of park. Hey, BMW, you know, you remotely drive your car into a space and then you get in it, press the brake pedal and then put it in park. Um, but, you know, BMW has a, a relative amount of power and they are apparently currently working on, according to this automobile article, they're currently working on getting that, getting a workaround to that. Uh, there's new iDrive. No one cares about that. There's uh, gesture control of the infotainment system, which just sounds like a recipe for disaster. By the way, the color combination in this particular car's interior is just, I want to eat it. Um, but things like you can rotate your index finger to, to turn the volume up and down. Uh, you point at the screen with uh, with a peace sign and it uh, starts navigation to your home address. The wrongs is getting me horny. I, my personal favorite though, is if you receive a call with Bluetooth, you point at the screen to answer it and you wave your hand to dismiss it. Like, how aristocratic is that? <laughs> that being said, you're still answering a call on Bluetooth, which is not aristocratic in any sense of the word, but yeah. So, um... Every BMW driver already has a Bluetooth headset. Well, this is... We're headset list now. Uh, they, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. All, it's all integrated audio. And I, I don't imagine the equipment is incredibly expensive. Like audio. Um... <sighs> So adaptive cruise control, and you can set the system to exceed or to exceed the speed limit by only ten miles an hour, and that's that's characteristically not German because there's been similar sorts of stuff that have completely disregarded speed limits. But oh, there one more thing. It's got the uh, self-centering steering system, um, which will keep it in its lane. And the the reason why I bring it up is. Lots of cars have that now, but it's brake controlled. But this one is actually, it alters the steering rack. And like, don't waste your time with brake controlled lane departure because that's an, that's an emergency thing. And it just wears your brakes. And that to me is just the, but you, you actually have the, the steering rack can be altered by this. I think that's a good idea. I don't know. Okay, enough about the 7 Series. It's good. It's beautiful. Really, really cool. Exciting thing, the Cadillac CT8. So I remember very recently, in fact, in the past few weeks reading about the the ct6 because the the concept uh had been announced and they had all gotten excited about it and it's, it's the, the the uh uh full series or the full size car but the ct8 is coming and that's going to be the real flagship is that an actual like production model shot just a uh prototype that i believe is a rendering um it's not big enough it's big it no, is it, it's bigger not big it's bigger enough. than the c no i agree okay but cadillacs will never be that big it'll never be as big as they should be again so we can just I'm gonna buy that car and i'm gonna order a different like body that's just like three times bigger and not change anything else um the thing is it's bigger than the s class significantly uh and the fact that cadillac has the guts to do this thing um right now is is pretty cool however the the kicker is is at earliest coming uh 2019 that's kind of sad um but yeah i'm excited about that okay Real rumor here. We're talking whispers in the wind. New Lancia Delta Integrale. And now that's... See, my first thought was, you know, unhindered excitement. However, think about it. The new Lancia Delta. Like, 
think just think about what this so lancia is going to have to come back which means it's not going to be really lancia of course but and they're going to have to design around they're going to have to design this car within modern regulations and modern style and it's just but the lancia delta is still being produced like there's a different lancia delta but like it it's not even close to this yeah but it's not owned it's not the same owner if i remember correctly i'm gonna make i'm gonna double check this it's not but i mean it's still in production and i got excited about that and then I remembered how ugly the current Lancia Delta is, and I was just yeah, like, Yeah, because media pretty much treats this Lance, like Lancia like it's dead. So, in fact, I think I remember a Top Gear episode where like, they specifically included Lancia on the 10 uh, manufacturers that they missed the most. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, it's, it's cool. I doubt it will be that cool i doubt it will be any cooler than the original it's just that's that's what that's why i'm not like euphoric about this because there's just no way that they could pull within modern regulations they it's so different now car producing a car is so different than it was and that's why i'm gonna get my old lancia yeah there's i mean it's cool i'm glad that i i guess cool but the only one that's ever going to matter, I have, a, I have a pretty, pretty solid feeling, is the, is the old one. Um, I'm not going to go into this because it's a lot of business stuff, but Hyundai is currently experiencing less than predicted profits for the first time in quite a while. Um, but it's not perfect. It's just not. So, last thing. Audi A4. Just Honestly, though, real- like... The, the difference between, like, like, Kia and Hyundai are, like, the same company, right? But, like, the, the difference is, like, I don't know. You say like Hyundai to someone, they think like a fleet car kind of. Like, hey, most I don't people think, think of a, a lot of people when get they, excited about it when they hear Kia too. I, I mean, like, it's it's the problem is that okay. Remember Honda and Toyota? I know I've said this a billion yeah. times. Honda and Toyota had the exact same reputation as that Kia and Hyundai do. Like, oh man, those piece of shit. Those pieces of shit cars. VTEC. And then all of a sudden you realize that in value they were completely eclipsing everything else on the market for years before people actually started buying them. And that's so, when the VTEC kicked in. Yeah, it's, I'm, I am confident that the CEO of Hyundai will be able to take over the world just like he stated he was going to do that, that so many years ago. So, uh, last thing is, like, this just got announced, the new 2017 Audi A4. I don't like the design. Like, I do like it, but it I also don't. like an Audi. But that's I the thing, it. is, it doesn't look aggressive, as aggressive as the, as the other, as the older A4 does. I don't know, I guess I should. I, like, everything but the grill. The grill is just, I don't know, it looks modern. I it should have expected this. I just, I really love the design language that Audi has right now. So, it's kind of... These are... These are so boring and uninspired. I don't see how. I don't care how reliable they are. They look like so samey. Audis? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's. Audis are not reliable, too. Oh, really? I I don't know. Dude, German cars, like, in, 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 like, when you buy a German car, you're going to get a lot of technology, and it's going to be really great until it gets old and everything breaks. Well, so what's the runtime? Like, you got like ten or so years. The um, I wouldn't say reliability is an issue. I would say durability is an issue. Reliability, like German cars and their quality, are they're like rocks, and then you can do crazy shit. The German cars are built very, very well because they're so well engineered. The problem is that, like, okay, the reason why my Toyota truck is still functioning 
despite the fact that tons of shit on it is broken, is because the to- the tolerances are so loose. It's not highly, highly engineered. It's it's sort of, the, you know, things can work well out of their intended uh, range. It's got a very big tolerance. German cars are very, very highly engineered. So, the, you know, it's a, when something is pushed out of tolerance, then you, then you cause issues. A I, lot of like, issues. Like, if I was going to cross a desert, I would rather have an old Mercedes than an old Chevy. Because in one, in one instance like that, the issue is not, are you going to, you know, break down on you? Are they going to, you know, I don't know, catch fire and kill you? It's, it's that after a while, the technology will have to be replaced. And it's, it's never actually been an issue. The cost, uh, especially in the United States and maintenance, has the the issue of of um the uh, uh how can i say this it's the u.s is very is very used to traditionally um in in terms of mechanics and that culture is very used to loose tolerances uh you i mean you, you take the, the service technicians in germany have a completely different mindset um sorry what what exactly do you mean by tolerance see that's difficult okay okay let me put it this way if you're like my car one thing goes wrong in it and a whole string of other shit goes wrong with it whereas if you have like a a different car that that doesn't have so much like going on to make it like because it's so engineered it's like one thing breaks and the rest of it can keep moving okay yeah essentially You, you can function like my truck for instance it has six cylinders in the engine and currently only five of them it's only firing on five of them sometimes even four and i can still drive it daily and i I still you know uh my jag has eight cylinders and the engine is complete i mean it's it's all aluminum it's got um actually it's got fairly low compression it's still higher than the trucks but it's supercharged it's a performance engine it's tuned but if one of the cylinders started missing in it, I would not be able to drive it that way. It would it would be I mean, I probably would be able to move, but the computer would be like, dude, and the uh engine would be very moody. It would not like it one bit. Whereas the truck, it's it continues to function. It's basically do you want something that's like, yeah, it's not a hundred percent there, but it's still going, or do you want something that's well engineered? <laughs> So it's just a different mindset. I hear I've heard criticism of foreign cars from simpleton American mechanics my entire life, and it's not quite as simple as foreign cars are unreliable, or German cars are unreliable, or Italian cars are unreliable, or French cars are unreliable. I mean, they're even even within brands. The thing that I've learned after being so embedded in all this media is that you cannot anticipate, and you can you can. Get with a general area, but there will always be exceptions. So Also, depends on the driver. Because if you drive your car hard, no matter what, you're going to be taken into service a lot. And if you have a, a German car and you take good care of it, like I see, like I uh, went to a car show and I met this guy who has like a really old like 5 Series. And he he takes care of it and he has never had an issue and he's had it for years. And he fixes up BMWs, and they run for a long time because he knows what he's doing. And I mean, you you can run into like some person will buy a Chevy, and it'll break down every five miles. Yeah, it, it, there's also a lot of dependence on luck, on you know someone, the person and who social media engines and happened to be having a bad day. But all right, I think we should close this episode out. No, 
we didn't talk about the Audi that much. I mean, there's not it, the A4. It's just an update. I mean, I guess so. But uh, I actually, saw an RS5 today, and it was fast. It didn't go fast, but I knew that thing is fast. Yeah. Actually, there was one more thing that I did not include on the show notes. The 2017 Audi R8 has come out, and the only reason that it's worth mentioning is because rather than going more extreme in their design, they've actually it's significantly more conservative. Um, and I, we were talking about the R8, uh, and this is a completely new R8. It's all new. Um and, you know, the R8 being the, quote, everyday supercar, it has its own market. That's me. But, uh, and in that sense, I think that this direction actually makes more sense. The R8, it's understood more of, of where it fits, which is a market that I can't really speak about with any sort of positivity because you're basically taking a car that costs supercar price and yet has executive sedan an executive sedan attitude um and design philosophy really it's basically just a mid-engined executive sedan you know the, the lamborghini engine in the v10 i think that's cool because it's so out of character but yeah uh eh. me reviewing the audi r8 uh, yeah. i saw one and it was just uh eh. yep sit Set an Audi R8 next to a brand new Mercedes GLK AMG and see who looks at what. Yeah, it's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah, and they're the same price, too. Like, but it was about, huh? Like, we always knew that an Audi supercar would be like this because that's what Audi is. Like, it'd be weird if, if it was extreme, right? So... Yeah, but, uh, I, I mean, I just watched the regular car reviews review of the Audi R8, and he hyped it up, like, so much, like... Well, it's because he's pedestrian. I mean, he, like... I know, but it's just, like, disappointing. I like how the guy in the R8 was just, like... Well, like, the regular guy was just driving it, and almost was like, if we actually raced the, uh, Porsche, would we win? And he was like, no, we would completely annihilate him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, German supercars. You know, okay, instead of buying an R8, buy an original, buy an original Audi Quattro. Instead of buying one of those, buy 1,000 horsepower Evo 10s. Yeah. Buy a Koenigsegg. There you go. (laughs) Don't buy an R8. Go buy a Koenigsegg. Why even buy a car if it's not a Koenigsegg? Yeah, you know, I've been asking myself that question. I'm still asking myself that question. I feel like I made a poor choice buying an M3. I, I should have just bought a Koenigsegg. Yeah. Okay, I, Colin P., I know you need to go. Do I? I, I thought you said you were going to sleep. No. Oh, don't, but, don't sleep. I mean, that's pretty characteristic for me to say right about now, but no. Colin, what were you going to say? I was going to make a joke about how I was going to trade up my Hyundai to like some sort of fast uh, manual transmission vehicle that I'd end up destroying <laughs> you should buy that corvette <laughs> ooh, <laughs> the, ooh. The, that camaro i posted yeah do that do that oh you get it with the uh is the apple keyboard uh, like drilled into the console is that stock now is this first or second <laughs> gen is this a c216 or a c220 because the key feel on the c220 is significantly less analog than on the c216 and we <laughs> Honestly, we can go to O'Reilly and like pick up all the four by four chrome like sticker things, badges. Oh we can God. like stick all those like Hoonigan stickers all over it. Speaking of four by fours, guess what? Exotic car brand just announced that they're making a uh, SUV again. Bentley. That was a while ago. Lamborghini is going to Hold be on. making an SUV. Yeah, I, I read about that. That's yeah. silly. Well, you know, I'm actually kind of sad. 
No, you know why they're because they have to. That's that's it because they have because Brigini anymore. I'm not saying that to be pretentious. I mean, like they legitimately are not the same people. They all the all the brands are pretty much you know one of a few big conglomerates. And yes, they operate independently. Yes, Volkswagen. And yes, they operate independently. And yes, there are benefits to this. And yes, they could really exist in no other way as long as government regulations on cars exist. But it's still it's still really sad to see Bentley have to make a fucking SUV. Like that's Dude, have you seen the Bentley SUV though? It is cool. Yeah, I know. No, like it's not just cool. It's like doing ridiculous shit. Yeah, no, I and, and you know the funny thing is the only reason I even know that is because I was going on my Facebook feed and I saw pictures from Bentley Vietnam. Oh, and so <laughs> Bentley is just doing ridiculous stuff. And I was like, Oh my god. You know, I would Vietnam. I would take one of those. Yeah, you know, I'd still rather have a Brooklyn's. <laughs> but if you're in Vietnam, Bentley Bentanga or whatever it is. Yeah, you know I, it's bullet resistant, it can it can go over anything and it's it's a Bentley. See, if I wanted that, I would just get a Marauder daily. I'd get a GMG. Yeah. Six wheels. Six wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... You know, another thing that's, that's been... I swear to God, every single editorial that I've read in a car magazine for the past, like, four months has been about autonomous cars. And they're literally... I, I should really start lining them up because they... They say the same things, like, oh, yeah, it might be what we think it is. It's probably not going to be what we think it is. It might be this. Oh, it's not going to be that bad. Oh, it could be really bad if you... And, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, okay. Now, Automobile has... They can... And that's that's their... They're an industry magazine, but seeing that shit and, and things like Motor Trend, it really just makes me want to only ever read Evo Magazine ever again. And I don't even like fast cars that much, but... Evo Magazine will never, ever mention autonomous cars for more than, like, two lines. Uh, and it'll simply be like, this will be going on the autonomous version, but it, this, this is what we'll be getting on our car. Oh, it, b- planes? Bentley Motors Vietnam. Yep. I've already liked this page, apparently. <laughs> I, I wonder how many cars they sell. God, okay, the Vietnamese language, when written, it just... It really looks like something broke. Like, it's like, are you okay? Like, shit. I don't know. I, yeah, they, a lot of stuff happens. Bentley plunges to its death. Oh. Let's go mud in Bentley SUV. I, yes. One day when I have enough money um, where I can clean up the damage, I'm going to take my XJR off-road, and it's going to be very entertaining. But that day will not come for a very long time. I, I can already tell you that David's uh, idea of off-roading is very different from uh, what you would expect from the word off-roading. So you mean like driving in the... Driving in the playground like you did with the juke. He's gonna drive it on a field of grass and then go back on the asphalt. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not my idea of offer. I grew up on a farm, right? I this the I learned to operate mechanical devices by go, driving a four wheeler through like you know a foot deep mud. Gonna you know, go till some fields with your XJR. I'm I'm talking about floodplain, complete mud, long, long slides with supercharger wine and a great big aristocratic chester getting Whatever gets stuck. all dirty well i mean you, you just pull it out i'm talking way into the future here I'm, like the ability to where i would be comfortable financially with doing that to that car that is very far in the future so um but i don't know there's something cool like about taking ultra luxury cars in just environments that they were never designed to go to well modern ultra luxury cars 
are designed to go anywhere, basically, like we was demonstrated in that Top Gear episode where they took an M6, uh, a GTR, and a Bentley Continental GT V8 across Australia. You know, was it the V8? Yeah, it was the V8 because it was actually a tolerable Continental. That's what it was. Yeah, I was surprised uh, the GTR didn't have any problems considering how low it is to the ground and how little they drove on the road. That's the thing is like they've they combated the traditional issues of with just fucking engineering. You know, it's a whole new car production now. They're so different. So, so different. I cannot stress that enough. Oh, uh, Tesla sales have been going up. Cool. Real cool. I think I saw a Tesla in Michigan. There's uh, two Model S's. I can't tell you why, but there's two Model S's that drive around where I live repeatedly. Uh, I see them weekly, at least. So it's a blue one and a white one. You know what's really, like, the weirdest thing about Teslas is they don't have any door handles. And when I went and I saw one at an auction... Like, it was very confusing, and I uh, got to sit in one and look at the in- interior and the screen. Well, how'd they open it? It's, it's a touch screen. It's a touch thing, I thought. What? Sure. Yeah. That's not really that big of a... I mean, Toyota Siennas have had touch locks on them for a long time. You know, it's not... So you mean, like, the hand sensors in the bathroom, and you, like, get the paper towel, and like, you know? Uh, it's more like, I'm pretty sure it's a gesture. That opens the door? No, I'm, I'm I'm not joking. Like I'm pretty sure it's a gesture. Uh, what car did I see that demonstrated on? I th- I could probably Google this. I'm wasting time. Yeah, I mean I could too, but that's touch. I mean I think it's a car like the Model S. That stuff is important. I still think the Model S is extremely cool. It's beautiful. The interior is amazing. I just wish they would have skipped the electric car thing and gone to hydrogen. This is pretty impressive. It's an it's a handle, but it like pops out as the person nears the vehicle. Uh, well, it's not really that impressive because it's it's it, there's just a sensor in the key fob that notes when you're near and then. Oh, yeah. I thought it like could sense your presence, like the vehicle is sentient and it just like it just knew you were there. It's not that cyber, but I do love how there's just like this gigantic screen in the middle. And yeah. it's, it's very high-tech. If there's anything that the Model S gives us, it's aspiration for all their for the regular manufacturers, the big guys, for their infotainment systems. Um, you know, I, I just... It's, I've talked about this before too much on DryCast, too, but the it's crappy infotainment systems, and it's like the software that they've been putting in them is... It's getting better now, but it's just... I wouldn't you know. say that, man. I, I sat in some cars today that had, like, terrible, like infotainment systems just like difficult to navigate and like disgusting buttons yeah that's, like I'm, that's what i'm saying is, the, is that like we're still in this point where we're not using third-party software developers for infotainment and it's just it's just so easy google microsoft not apple never not apple but google microsoft anybody anybody that does software could do a better because they you know they don't I, I know for a lot of them it's because they use very very small yeah, like BMW, I think outsourced. Or is it BMW? Some some German car manufacturer outsourced its infotainment systems, and they signed a contract a long time ago for this one of them. Um, and they kind of just have to wait until that contract is over. Uh, but it, the, essentially, what I'm saying is that the the Model S gives us gives a you know payment aspiration is amazing too. The and it's it's very expensive, but it's an amazing engineering because it's uh in the in the way that it. Uh, 
uh, it's lighting. Um, yeah, and having it, it's not a distraction to the driver at night. It's pretty cool stuff. I think I'm glad that the Model S was named Car of the Year for Motor Trend. You can hook your two kids up to the front seat and like force them to watch Happy Feet 2 on your Tesla screen. Oh my oh, god. Oh no. See, that's the thing is like, I don't, I feel like Tesla people wouldn't fuck around with Happy Feet. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> really? like. That's, you, all the criticism that I have of electric cars, I still believe that the, that someone who would go out and buy a Model S has got to be, you know, fairly intelligent. I thought you were going to say, all my criticisms that I have with electric cars, I can also pin on Happy Feet. Yeah, too. no, I could pin on a Happy Feet. I could. Fuck that. Just Fuck Feet. Just sharing the car seat in the front, watching... The real question Frozen. is... Can I have the minions on my Tesla screen? Yeah, I don't think Elon Musk fucks with minions. In fact, I would be very, very curious to know if he's seen Despicable Me, because I would bet you $400 that he is not, and he has no intentions of, of it, you know. Because Elon Musk is sending us, you know, to uh, to space, so you know, he's yeah, eventually busy guy, busy guy. Elon Musk is a gross name, and he's also watching Despicable Me's Tesla. Musk. Musk. I know. Musk alone, that... That's that's okay. Elon Musk. I don't know. I kind of like it, but that, I just like it because I hate biblical names. So, is Elon a yeah. biblical name? It's not. Okay. That's why I like it. Sorry, I misheard you. Like, okay, so the name, you know, uh, Corvette's current brand guy, the guy who goes around and, and parades Corvettes to all the media outlets. His name is Shad Bulch. Shad before on dry, on dry cast. That's not- <laughs> fun of the name shad bulch because it does sound like an issue it sounds like an, an issue that you're having i would rather be named shad bulch than david i would i would take the name shad over david shad is the name of a fish i believe kind of sounds like i mean it really just <sighs> shad bulch is something you get when you're like geriatric is like a skin rash <laughs> yeah i it's really the, everything about mr shad bulch is incredible it's almost like corvette created him for, and like with an accelerator uh test tube baby with accelerated growth like, <laughs> corvette like, synthesized they, him? yeah like they bred him in 2008 along with the c7 and he was going to be the, the brand manager you know at yeah or or they you know i don't know kidnapped him as a child in the 70s and they knew they kidnapped him and they made him sit in every corvette yeah like he just had to live in corvettes <laughs> what a horrible reality he had to witness the uh, ron paul liberty corvette oh. <laughs> unforgettable piece of media right there it's like instead of wolves he was raised by the car <laughs> raised by shitty american fiberglass sports cars instead of wolves <laughs> Yeah, you know. Ugh. I'm gonna name my child Super or Incredible. <laughs> oh, I guess one thing I could include this with Petty Chatter and Car. I have a new favorite Ferrari, and it's the 456 GT, and it's exclusively because of a drive that fuck a fame. I should know his name, but um, did a feature on a blue 456 GT, and it's now my favorite. Uh, that's it. I won't say any more about it. It replaced the Cali. My grandpa has, like, the Ferrari magazine in the bathroom, like, stacks of it. It's really, that's all I know. That's so pressing. But, no, it actually replaced the 212 that Chris Harris drove. And that replaced the 250 GTA short wheelbase. Why is it always Ferraris in magazines and bathrooms? I don't know. I've never seen a Ferrari. I mean, all I see are, um, like, homesteading no, not not homesteading magazines. Uh, that's that word has a different meaning. Um, like decoration magazines, and then uh, like people. But I don't I don't ever go places. 
and I certainly don't use strange bathrooms if I can help it. So, like, I'd be kind of scared if I saw just like a Maserati magazine in a bathroom. Doesn't really make sense though, because my grandpa, like both my vehicles, and they've only ever driven a BMW. I like your grandparents. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like for a while, they like used to just get one every year, like and like trade up to the new one. But they've been stuck on the. Uh, I think they're like driving a 535i now. A black one. They've never had it in a different color than black, which is really that is an yes. amazing. That is an amazing group of people right there. You got to cling on to them for as long as possible. That was great. You got to respect them from getting the five thirty five, because that's the that's like the maximum comfort package you can get in a BMW. Maximum performance. Oh really? Yeah, because uh, it's like series uh, level of interior luxury, and then like uh, like how powerful it is and the eight's the fastest so it's yeah they got like pretty much the best bmw bmw still makes a touring edition of the five series yeah you can buy a brand new five series wagon what have i been doing with my life i don't know man yeah yeah good point i'd rather just buy an, a v10 m5 wagon for I my like the, uh... oh, i'm sorry no, go, please. There's a, one of my favorite features in the vehicle is uh, there is a lever that extends once uh, the passenger has entered the car and also the driver that extends the seatbelt. It, like, holds the seatbelt for you and pushes it up for you so you can get to it. God, you know, like, I never knew what those were called, but I, Matt Farah on the Smoking Tire podcast, he used the industry, forgot it. But it like apparently, if you have your seat, it, it it detects where the seat is. I don't know, allegedly. So it like adjusts where it gives you the seatbelt, which is probably not a huge range. But like that's what my grandpa told me. Maybe he's going senile. Um, Who cares? In a BMW, it doesn't matter. I was gonna say, I, nice seats, etc. Yeah, BMW. Thank you, thank you, the Lord. Thank, the, thank you're the welcome. Universe. Thank the universe for BMW. Um, but another kind of cool thing that happened recently, and it was really a PR stunt, but Sterling Moss is still alive. And okay, I don't know anything about racing. I know I should, I should have known that Sterling Moss is still alive, but you got, you can't blame me because he's like 90, you know, and he's still driving. Um, but Lewis Hamilton and Sterling Moss, Mercedes-Benz set up an event where they drove two of, of Sterling Moss's cars on a track and like they set up Lewis and Hamilton, or Lewis Hamilton, Lewis and Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton, Sir Moss, in like a joint interview to each other. And of course, it's all a fucking, you know, but I just thought that was kind of cool because you're talking about like Lewis Hamilton is the youngest, not the youngest, but he's one of the youngest F1 drivers um, and a, a very, very successful one. And Sterling Moss is like from the days of racing where when people didn't use, they wouldn't strap on their seatbelts because they, if they got in a crash, they would want to be sure to be thrown clear so they wouldn't get burned alive. <laughs> oh my god! Like, like we're talking like Lewis Hamilton, five million dollar, highly engineered, uh, you know, racing spaceships, and Sterling Moss was driving big engines, you know, uh, like nothing electronic, no electronics whatsoever, uh, you know, death machines. So, where can I buy one? You know, you'd have to go to a concourse. I want one of those really old BMWs, like the really old, uh, I don't know what they're even called, the ones with the really funny looking grill and her silver, and uh, one of those. I mean, classic, I would definitely go for a 2002 first, I think, a 2002 in a rally livery. 
like an well, 2002 rally car. Let's just go. I'd go for a 2002 rally car or the Grand Touring car. You know, they, when they go fast and they they go fast and they compete. You know that that thing, the racing thing, the fast ones. Yes. Okay. Mitsubishi Lancer Rally Heart. No. Oh shit! Oh man, I was about to say this. I was uh when I was at round one in Chicago, I was walking out back to my car and there was a brew uh, WRX STI that was there the whole day. And there was, like, by the time I left, like, round one, it was, like, one in the morning. And, like, there were just, like, all sorts of racing cars around it. And I was just, like, joking. I was like, you think you're so special. And then there was, like, a Mitsubishi Rally Yard, like, a really old one. And it was like, no, no, that thing is kind of special. Yeah. I, uh, and it you was, know, I was bright yellow. I was thinking the other day that we really should, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the process of writing my piece on the Lancer Evolution and getting 10 as president in 2016. Like, that's that, that's really, like, if anyone was to ask me who I would want to get elected president, and I, I've been asked this recently, and I, you know, had no answer. But today, I know that answer, and I would say I would like a Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution 10 to be the president of the United States. I think the Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution 10 has uh, all the core values that America's looking for uh, for its next president. It only has one value. that it's an in, in, inanimate object. There you go. It, it only has one, uh, and that is speed, which makes it so <laughs> charming and so wonderful. And I want to see that now. I want to see a Mitsubishi Lancer Evo 10 get, like, drive up to the podium and then just <laughs> sit there. And, it, like, and everyone behaves exactly the same. And the, the, the microphone's just there, and it's just, like, recording the turbo spool. Yeah, no, okay. You know what would be so much better? Like, the, the when the president first addresses, I forget what that's called. Uh, oh, don't die, Colin P. Thank you, thank don't, you for coming. Don't die, can Colin. You, can you hear that? Yeah, I just heard a bit of it. It's like... It's like doing a circuit of my apartment complex with this beeping, and I don't know what it is. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go okay. Uh, okay. wake up my mom and tell her that we're going to die. <laughs> this is the end, Bye, Gun. See you later, Colin P. We'll see you in another plane of existence. Bye-bye. Wow, that was quite an alarm. Oh, I was. you know what would be a better address than like the president's first address is literally just straight pipe revving. Okay, let's listen to this year's State of the Union. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we should really... Clapping. Yeah, just like thunderous applause and cheering just for a car, you know, up on the podium revving. I'd just be like, good job. <laughs> that's, Incredible. That's it. That's all I, would, I can say. There would be a lot more chance of me watching that than me watching the State of the Union of an actual president. Who would be the uh, the, the first first lady? I think it would just be another Evo. We could just have the first gay president is just two Lancer Evo 10s yeah. in office. <laughs> the first gay president. They're mechanical. <laughs> but we <It's> car. <laughs> yeah, it'll go down. And this is why we are not, uh, this is why I don't have any power in the United States government. <laughs> One of many just reasons. Just turbo spools and like people like, like, just being like, America's gone so far downhill. <laughs> like, except they wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to hear them saying that over the, over the noise of the car. What did you What did you say, Daryl? America. What happened to our four values? Two cars driving by. Yeah, this is this is the future that I want. Okay, I've got to edit this episode, so I'm going to end it because this has been one of the longer ones. This is drycast with a lot of news, a lot of cool stuff. I might actually listen to this if I came across it as a consumer. But uh, all right. So this has been episode 31 of Drycast. Thanks to BMW and Colin P for joining. Uh, it is now the America Day. You know, I hope that you 
enjoy your American day. If you do enjoy fireworks, I sincerely hope you re- uh, reconsider that. Um, because I would like to see fireworks eliminated in my lifetime. Because frankly, I can't think. I don't think that firework enthusiasm and intelligent AI could really simultaneously exist. So let's let's go ahead and end the fireworks, please. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Asphalt Apostle. You can talk to us on Twitter in the hashtag Drycast. Hashtag Drycast. It's that easy. You can find us on the web at drywall.ws or more specifically, drywall.ws slash drycast. Please send us feedback uh, on, you know, whatever you want. You can criticize the show. Come on. Yell fuck at me. Uh, you know, do whatever you want to do. Send that drywall.ws. Do not send nudes if you are un... Leave us a rating on iTunes. Five-star rating. I would imagine that we've deserved it. We're making a movie, and I know that, uh, you know, if anyone knew, this is big. This is a big movie. First Amish, Amish exploitation movie in history. We're pioneering it. Facebook.com slash Children of the Corn 30. The title is changing soon. And, yeah, it's important. You need to check that out. So, this has been episode 31 of Drycast. I don't think I've forgotten anything. Thanks to everyone. Um, happy Wednesday, and good morning. Are you doing?